The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. So we're going to start out Josh, Jake, B-Word, Iceman, Jason, Miss Aaron, Mike, Tabby, and Javier. Thank you guys for the continued support. It means a lot to me. You are wonderful, amazing, fantastic people. Um... Yeah, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, there's a lot of shit that's gone on, and it's been two weeks since I actually talked to you guys. So, yeah, there's a ton of shit. And frankly, I'm not going to go into a lot of depth on any of it, because if I do, this will be a three-hour episode, and I really don't think any of us want that. So, anyway, in the uh, intervening couple of weeks since we talked last, there have been a few things that have come up. first uh, thing I want to talk about is Hunter Biden, uh, you, know, you know, the president's crackhead son, who was, you know, with everything? I don't. We don't need to recap this shit. Everybody knows at this point. The laptop was Russian disinformation. The laptop was blah blah blah. The laptop was verified. All those pictures and all the horrible shit that's on it has all been verified as factually accurate and true. Um, yeah, you know what's come of it is Hunter Biden was offered a plea deal by the Department of Justice that essentially boiled down to fuck all. He was charged with. He came to a plea deal on two. F- felony counts of tax evasion and one felony count of lying on a federal firearms form when he was a a crackhead and you know all the other stuff ignored swept under the rug blown off the side he's not going to see any jail time he's not going to he's got to pay some fines and you know daddy got him off and there's been all kinds of public outcry about it people are pissed off because there are all kinds of people that are in jail for the exact same charges. This motherfucker got a little slap on the wrist for that was like, oh, no, bad crackhead, but it's okay because you're trying to get cleaned up now. And so you don't actually have to be accountable for any of the crimes you've committed or any of the things you violated because of who your daddy is. And, you know, right after that comes out, then, you know, there's things circulating on the Internet now of a supposedly a scream cap of a WhatsApp conversation where he said he's sitting next to his old man waiting for payment from his Chinese connection and they're waiting on this and that and the other and he's threatening to use the power of his father's office to bring down the pain on these people if they don't get their money and I don't know if that's true or not if it's valid or not I honestly don't believe anybody who says anything either way at this point there's just way too much uh, you know potential for fuckery and who are you going to trust you're going to trust the feds you're going to trust the DOJ they've basically proven that they are just a extension of the left of the Democratic Party, however you want to look at it at this point. So it's kind of frustrating. So yeah, Hunter's you know getting a, a plea deal that is a slap on the wrist instead of being thrown under the fucking jail where he actually fucking belongs. And frankly, his dementia-ridden, senile sack of shit father should be in the cell right next to him. They should be sellies. So he, you know, Hunter's the smartest guy Joe knows, so he can change his diapers for him. Fuck both of them. That whole family can just fry as far as I'm concerned. Um, So, yeah, the leader of the free world, (laughs) if you believe that, that's a joke in and of itself. But, yeah, that senile old bastard, he's just fucking up left and right. His kid gets off the hook. He's 
having articles of impeachment brought against him. Now, a lot of people, when this was announced and the articles of impeachment were actually passed in, out of the original proposition on the floor, they did win the vote, uh, very narrow margin, but they, they went through. A lot of people got way more excited than they probably should have. Me, I'm not one to really get worked up over articles of impeachment at this point because I've seen so many impeachments in the course of my life that led to precisely dick. I saw Clinton get impeached. I saw Trump get impeached fucking twice. Nothing happened to either one of them. It's, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's dog and pony show. It's fucking bread and circuses. It's all a fucking distraction. Meanwhile... Other shit's going on that is utterly fucking preposterous to anybody that's really paying attention. We've got, um, you know, the the company BlackRock, who basically owns a little slice of everything, including me and you, because there's something in your house, in your life, in your everyday routine that they have their fingers in. They are into fucking everything. If you don't know, there's way more qualified sources out there you can look to. The problem is you're going to start feeling like a conspiracy theorist, but the simple fact of the matter is it's not a conspiracy. It's like publicly verifiable information. BlackRock has their fingers into fucking everything. There's, I think it's four or five big companies like this that literally have a little piece of everything, and they're all owned by each other. It's this big, just incestuous glob, basically. They've all got controlling interests in each other. And then speaking of big, incestuous, controlling globs, uh, BlackRock and J.P. Morgan have basically announced together that they are going to be backstopping and funding and setting up a bank to rebuild the Ukraine when the conflict is over, which means if you have any sort of analytical sense about yourself, you're going to say, well, that means they're planning on things winding down in the Ukraine relatively soon, which, yeah, it's entirely possible. Now, the fact that BlackRock and J.P. Morgan are bankrolling the restructuring of the Ukraine and the rebuilding of the Ukraine after the war may not seem real concerning to people like, well, who cares? It's a big corporation, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. They're being funded by tax breaks. They're being given money, basically, by the American people to go over and rebuild the Ukraine because I, I think this is in place because most of us are fucking sick of this shit. We're tired of wars. We're tired of our money being sent across the ocean to the fund and funnel into this shit. Uh, the, a lot of the shine is worn off of Zelensky. The... The facts are kind of undeniable. You can only get so much uh, suppression, regardless of how much of a you know fuckhead of a regime you are. And Zelensky came out and said, oh, yeah, no, we're not going to have any elections while the conflict's going on. It would be against our interest. And he's basically setting himself in position to be like the permanent leader. And, gee, that really doesn't kind of work with all the things we're supposedly supposed to be funding, you know this hero of the people that's here for democracy and the right and to fight off the evil fucking Russians. And one of the things I was thinking about in terms of the evil fucking Russians being fought off is, um, now, this is not the first time this kind of shit has happened. This is not the first time we have funded and armed and trained people to fight the Russians. The last time we did it was in a place called Afghanistan, and through the CIA and the U.S. military and the U.S. government, we armed and funded and trained ISIS. <laughs> it's it's we trained the, the Mujahideen to go and fucking fight off the dirty, scary communist Russians and drive them back and force them out. And the Taliban 
was literally created by the U.S. fucking government. The uh, it should allow me to modify that. The Taliban in the current existing structure was funded and created by the U.S. government and trained by U.S. sources. That worked out really well for us in the long run, didn't it? And since the American people apparently are incapable of re- learning from the past and they are subsequently doomed to repeat it, now we're arming another small country to fight and we're training them to use American equipment and American tools to fight against the big, bad, evil Russians. Now, I've never been a supporter of the war. I don't believe in supporting the military-industrial complex. I think this is all a scam. It's a money laundering situation on a global scale. And I'm the thing is, like I said, a lot of the shine's wearing off of this fucker. A lot of the American people are, you know, they're getting that fog of war, war fatigue mentality. We're, we're tired of this shit. And it's no longer being universally welcomed across this country. Not that it ever was, but it's the, the, the favorability has gone so far down over the last couple of years that it's realistically starting to be a bad look. And that's why I think they're getting ready for their restructuring and their rebuilding. There's a very real possibility that you know the end of this may be nigh, and that's a, probably a good thing. I mean, I don't want civilians getting hurt. I don't want people getting killed for no good reason. And honestly, I think we've been doing a much greater disservice by funding this shit and drawing out the conflict instead of forcing it into some sort of rapid and peaceful res- resolution, which is probably what would have happened if we would have minded our own fucking business. Now, on the other side of that coin, we've got Putin over there talking about, you know, potential nuclear options, and that's going to be a fucking peach if that happens, because honestly, I think that's what the fucking Warhawks are waiting for. They're waiting for him to do something that fucking dumb so they can use it as an excuse to throw us into this and probably, you know, kickstart World War fucking three. And honestly, I can't say at this point I'm 100% convinced we'll win. I mean, we may have some of the most technologically advanced weapons on the planet that we know of, but at the same time, you got to wonder. I'm not... I'm, honestly, I'm not really that worried about Russia. It seems like pretty much everything we have can handle everything they could throw at us. I am more concerned about the Chinese section of this equation, but again, that's neither here nor there. Um, point being, it, it's been a shit show. Now, there was another thing that happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, there was, and this kind of, to me, it, it's you know more of a miscommunication and a distraction with how much the media jumped on it because Anything that's not talking about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's problems is definitely what they're going to talk about. There was, you know, they kind of tried to market it as a coup. There was a Russian group of mercenaries that are fighting in the Ukraine. They got kind of blowed the fuck up by some Russian missiles. And they turned around and marched on Moscow and were like, motherfucker, what's going on here? Now, the thing about that is it really wasn't a coup. It was they were pissed off because they got blowed the fuck up and whatever happened, you know, Putin picked up the phone, made a couple phone calls, was like, look, it was an accident, our bad, sorry, whatever. Here's some extra money, and, you know, everything's there right back to the battlefront, right back to the front lines. And it was literally a great big fucking nothing burger. And speaking of extra fucking money, there was an accounting error that came up this week. Now, if I were to have an accounting error, the IRS would be so far up my ass, they'd be taking my tax documents from when I was 14. But... I could never pull off an accounting error like this. The Pentagon accidentally gave the, the Ukrainian government an extra six billion fucking dollars doing to an accounting error, which I'm saying you can't see this because it's not a visual medium, but I'm using very heavy fucking air quotes when I say accounting error. 
I think it's at a horse shit. I think it was just, you know, the wrong person found out it happened. And like, oh, wait, they got money they weren't supposed to. Oops-a-doopsie. And, uh, you know, in the course of all this, all of a sudden something happens that it distracts from, you know, more media distractions. More like, ooh, don't look over here. Look over here. Um, we got, and again, it, depending on how tight you want to wrap the foil around your head, this could be utter just bullshit. It could be some people got vanished that, you know, didn't actually go down and die. But there was a submarine. Now, I'm using submarine in the loosest sense of the word. It was a vessel that went underwater. It was funded and it's a company called Ocean Gate, which was run by some rich dummy who was really proud. There's like a lot of videos of him being really proud of himself for cutting corners and saying safety measures are fucking stupid, basically. And they built the submarine, and he more or less fired every professional submarine person that was working for him, including the guy who told him it wasn't safe and it was going to fucking implode if he tried to do what he was going to do. It was controlled by a fucking computer. It had a tiny little window in it, a bunch of monitors, and it was steered by a little joystick, a, a fucking $30 Logitech gamepad. was how he controlled his janky-ass, unsafe, no-safety-measure submarine. And they lost contact with this thing. I went down to go see the Titanic. It took four rich dummies and the owner of the company, the CEO of the company. Now, the four rich dummies, um, they paid a quarter of a million dollars apiece to ride in this janky, glorified fucking boiler with a fucking trolling motor strapped to it to go down 12,000 feet underwater and go visit the wreck of the Titanic so they could look at it on computer screens because there was a little tiny porthole window and this little janky piece of shit sub. Now, a lot of things don't add up when you're looking at things from a stance of common fucking sense. Now, the only thing I take away from this where I feel bad is one of the people that died on this fucking shit show was a 19-year-old kid who, according to his family, was only going with to make his dad happy for Father's Day. The other dummies... All should have fucking known better. You got a guy from the World Economic Forum. You got a bunch of guys who are dropping a quarter of a million dollars apiece to sit in this shitty little tin can. Or, I'm sorry, shitty little carbon fiber and titanium can. That's the other thing. It wasn't constructed like anything to go to these depths. It was definitely not rated for these depths. And so they lost contact after a couple hours on, on their in their descent. And basically... The media jumped all over this saying, oh, well, we're, you know, they're counting down the amount of hours based on how much extra oxygen they took with them and all this other, all these other factors. And they had, of course, you know, the U.S. government, oh, we got to find these rich billionaires. We got to, you know, jump, not jump on it. And so they started search efforts to find these rich dummies. And of course, you know, that's again, all taxpayer funded. Nobody's going to get a fucking bill for all the diesel fuel and manpower hours that were spent looking for these crews. And surprise, surprise, the U.S. Navy knew pretty much from the minute they went missing that this, these guys were fucking gone. But they didn't you know, make that information public until uh, the, sh the sub disappeared on Sunday. They released the information on Thursday. Yeah, nothing suspicious about the timing on that at all. It, it's not like they spent a whole week using this as a fucking distraction from all the actual relevant significant shit that should have been getting attention going on. You know, so we had people being manipulated and lied to um, at taxpayer expense looking for something they knew was already fucking gone. And for the people who think I'm being callous and cruel about this, take some solace in this. 
there's practically 0% chance that these guys suffered. I mean, it would have been one thing if they were, like, trapped down there somewhere, slowly dying from oxygen deprivation, but they weren't. The catastrophic failure was heard by the U.S. Navy. They heard the thing fucking implode. And it's not even like it imploded like a standard submarine would implode where it all of a sudden gets crushed and the people got crushed to death because it's made out of carbon fiber and titanium, both of which, while very strong, are also extremely fucking brittle. So it didn't implode. The thing fucking shattered. And if it shattered at any kind of real depth, the guys were, like, pulverized. Think vaporized. That rapid and significant of a pressure change, there was nothing fucking left. They probably didn't feel a thing. They probably didn't even know they were getting fucking killed. So, small solace for the families, I'm sure, but you know, that's one of those things. There was no good fucking reason not to do that. They had the kind of money where they could have gotten someone who wasn't a fucking jagoff trying to flaunt his nose at fucking safety standards and regulations, but they didn't. They decided to, for whatever odd fucking reason... And like I said, if you're more of the tinfoil hat variety, it was a distraction. It was deliberate. It was to draw attention away from other things. But they decided to get into a funky, janky little fucking wannabe submarine with no real safety measures that was built out of shit you could get from Home Depot in some cases and go down to go try and see the Titanic. And oops, they fucked up. Like I said, I feel bad for the kid because he was just going with to make his dad happy. Everybody else, fuck you guys. And on that note, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the other thing that is on my mind. All right, so welcome back. Thanks for listening. Now we are going to discuss the other thing that has been on my mind, and it kind of ties into that last little uh, bit of what I was talking about. The 19-year-old kid who was just going with on the trip down to the Titanic to make his dad happy kind of for Father's Day. Because, uh, yeah, by the way, to uh, all the fathers who happen to listen to the show, a little belated Happy Father's Day to you guys. Um, you know, we do, we, we do what we do. And now, on the other hand, if you're not the kind of person who takes care of your responsibilities, is involved in your kids' lives, is there for your kids, is supportive, is trying to raise decent little human beings, uh, if you just knock somebody up and you're trying to get some credit, you know, go fuck yourself. And furthermore, to... Uh, address something else, and I haven't seen too much of it at this point, but I'm going to touch on it. I think I think I might have mentioned it a couple weeks ago a little bit, but um, just once again, um, to the single mothers, yeah, no, you get Mother's Day. I don't care if you're a single mother. You should have made better choices about who you were fucking. Uh, Father's Day is the day where we get neglected, not the day where you get to make it all about you. Uh, I said what I said. Now, the other thing about Father's Day... And like I said, I honestly, I hope all all the fathers out there had fantastic days. I hope you spent it in love and joy with your families. I hope you were recognized and acknowledged and made to feel good about yourselves. I hope you you had nice times. I hope you had great food and good fun with your families. Um, But the other thing about, you know, Father's Day comes in, this episode will be coming out right in the, as June is wrapping up. And... June, if you anywhere you look, social media, mass media, market media, if you have any streaming service that runs commercials, you have spent the last three weeks getting bombarded by, you know, corporations doing what they do every June. Like, happy pride, we're here for you, we support you. 
And without getting in on the whole pride thing, like I touched on it earlier, I have friends of that community who are saying how it's not what it used to be and it's not what it should be and they don't agree with it. And that's their that's their right. That's their stance. Uh, to me, it's irrelevant. I, 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 But it is kind of frustrating that people want to make their identity of who they want to shag into an entire month of being celebrated because you're stunning and brave and you don't want to fit to quote-unquote societal norms and you're here and you should be proud of yourself and you need everybody else needs to celebrate you too. Meanwhile, June is also Men's Mental Health Month. Um, a lot of people probably don't know that. It doesn't get celebrated. It doesn't get lots of attention. It's not spread all over social media. It's not all over television. There's not there's not commercials acknowledging, hey, it's Men's Mental Health Month. And a lot of a lot of men don't talk about it because we feel like nobody actually gives a shit. And men's mental health is not something that's really discussed or talked about or even socially acceptable in a lot of ways. There's a reason why the vast majority of suicides are men. Uh, we are not encouraged to share and engage and talk about our feelings. We don't have all the social support in place. I mean, it's gotten better since I was younger, but honestly, it's nowhere near where it needs to be for it to actually have any real significance. And by and wide, most of us just kind of keep plugging along and we keep trying to do what we need to do to survive and to get through. And it kind of shitty. It kind of sucks. So for the slightly more serious portion of the episode, uh, and for the thing I'm going to say, this is this is for the guys. I mean, ladies, I, we love you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being there for us. But you know, find some guys you can talk to. If you got a friend out there that you think is doing rough, check on him. I mean, we need to get past the bullshit of, you know, keep it inside. Don't talk about it. Don't do anything. Just men don't cry. Men don't share. Men don't talk about their feelings. We need to get past this shit because we need to stop killing ourselves. We need to start taking care of each other. We need to start being better for each other because that's what we need to do. I mean, it's just the way it is. And there are resources out there. There are people you can talk to. There are anonymous ways you can talk to each other. And I'm sure a contributing factor to all this is, you know, a lot of the shit jobs that are primarily, despite all the, you know, marching and equality and all the other horseshit, they're primarily manly, like masculinely dominated fields that are also extremely high stress, extremely high impact, and a lot more likely to lead to you, you know, putting a gun in your mouth or jumping off a fucking bridge into traffic. So there are resources out there. I mean, I, I don't know any of them off the top of my head because, unfortunately, I am that guy who doesn't really <laughs> talk about things that are actually bothering him on a personal level. And, um, you know, I don't, I mean, I, oddly enough, for somebody who comes on every week and talks into a microphone about whatever's up his craw, when it comes to shit that is directly personally bothering me, I'm really not great about sharing it. I, I, I do bottle shit up. I do get frustrated. I do internalize a lot of bullshit. And that's part of what this show is for me is a chance to get it out, just to get things off my chest so I don't dwell on them. But you guys don't get everything. I mean, this is not, you know, Aaron bearing his complete soul. And there's a lot of shit in my life that I don't feel like anybody wants to hear about or needs to hear about, just like I'm sure the vast majority of us are. So that's kind of, you know, my my thought as I wrap this episode up this week is we need to uh we need we need to be better about this. We need to 
actually treat our mental health like it's something worth salvaging, worth saving, worth keeping. And uh, do what we need to do for that, you know? Take care of each other. Look out for each other. If you see somebody and it doesn't, something doesn't feel right, reach out to them. Ask, just ask the questions. How you doing, man? Is everything okay? How, how are things? You know, you don't have to push. You don't have to pry. You don't have to drag it out of somebody. But just, just be there and be a shoulder. Be an ear. Give a shit. And, uh, yeah, I guess for now we're going to just wrap it up there. And that's what I had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.